Hi, this is Ed Fitzpatrick. If you enjoy local politics as much as I do, be sure to join our friends at Rhode Island PBS for the show A Lively Experiment. Hosted by Jim Hummel, the weekly series features journalists, pundits, and politicians debating the stories and issues that matter most to us Rhode Islanders. Tune in to A Lively Experiment and be part of the conversation. Fridays at 7 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS and wherever you get your podcasts. From the Boston Globe, this is Rhode Island Report. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the podcast where we bring you big conversations from our very small state. There's no shortage of artists in Rhode Island. Our state is home to the Rhode Island School of Design, and Providence calls itself the creative capital. What is art, actually? And how are local creators around the ocean state defining art for themselves? Here to help us delve into the range of creative expression across Rhode Island is Tracy McDonald, the host of Art Inc. on Rhode Island PBS. We'll talk to Tracy about her show and all of the artists she's profiled after a quick break. When you want to go beyond the headlines, let me recommend Rhode Island PBS Weekly. Rhode Island PBS Weekly is an award-winning news magazine broadcast that gives you the full story, powered by investigative journalism and narrative storytelling. New episodes of Rhode Island PBS Weekly drop Sundays at 7.30 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS. Watch past episodes at ripbs.org weekly. That's ripbs.org weekly. Welcome back. I'm here with Tracy McDonald from the Rhode Island PBS program, Art Inc. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you. It's great to be here, Ed. On your show, you ask every person, what is art? That's a pretty big question. How do they usually react? Oh, it's interesting. Um, Some people have an immediate um, tendency to go towards a more intellectual response, and others will just panic and say, oh, my God, I'm going (laughs) to feel like an idiot, you know. Well, here's someone who struggled with that question. I don't know. I think what is art? I think there's a lot of, uh, over the years, there's been a lot of kind of thought put into that. And I don't <laughs> I don't know how I can contribute to that. I, 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 I got to think more about that if I don't want to sound like an idiot. So tell <laughs> us more about this artist. Yeah. So the artist we just heard from is Jeffrey Palmer. He is also known as Pixel Palmer on Instagram and Taft Street Studios. He is a block artist primarily. Um, he plays around with all sorts of art forms, though. Jeffrey is interested in um, representing popular culture, uh, the popular culture that affected him as he was growing up and what that looks like currently. Lots of musicians, television, politicians, activists, scientists, really anybody who's Uh, influenced his life and his work. Did he eventually have a different answer? He did. I don't want to misquote him, but I think he said to me, art is something that is on the inside that needs to be expressed on the outside. I believe that's how he put it. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
So let's listen to some more responses. Art tells stories so we can understand each other from a distance and close. Anything that you are digging down deep within yourself and other people even to like manifest from this invisible realm and bring it into a physical realm, I believe is art. Who are we hearing from in this clip? The two voices you just heard were Ari Brisbane and Angel Newman. Both of those artists were in a segment called Bliss Body. The Everett Theater has been in the community for a long time, and they had done previous work addressing trauma. And they really wanted to dig in to the idea of what is, how do you find your bliss on the other side of that trauma, right? And and we see this also um, in a lot of stories about uh, BIPOC community or other communities that have been minoritized. Yes, we're hearing about what's been done to us. We want to talk about how we've sustained ourselves and um, how we find joy in this particular case, right? How we find our bliss. What's your definition of art? (laughs) So I didn't think about it until today, in all honesty. Um, Listening to the clips really kind of got me thinking, and I think it's just whatever you need it to be. Art is whatever you need it to be. So based on the show, it seems like your definition of art is pretty broad. Did I see that you're going to have an episode about uh, prosthetic eyes? You did. And in fact, not just prosthetic eyes, but prosthetic sculpture. This particular woman, um, Kaylee Doherty, she creates prosthetics for people's faces. So yes, eyes, but also noses, ears, even some parts of the face. Huh, that's interesting. How did you land on that topic? I was interested in prosthetics specifically um, because I grew up in uh, around a lot of people with different kinds of disabilities. Uh, when I think about disability, I feel like stories are either pedestalizing of, of folks with disabilities in a way that poses them as superheroes, and maybe that is not the role they wish to take on. There are other people with disabilities who um, very much do want to take on that role, but they get to determine that, right? That's important to me. Prosthetics are meant to be hidden most of the time, right? And there's whole narratives popping up around that in the, in, in the world of art as well. But just thinking about the idea that some art is created to be hidden, right? And what does that mean? Yeah, A different and, way. And I was curious about the prosthetic eye. Like, how does the art come into it? Because you could see it just being like a mass-produced item, but, it, you know, all the different color eyes, the, the beauty of eyes, is, is that where the art comes in? Even with a prosthetic eye, there's physiology to consider, right? So Kaylee makes those. She sculpts them to each individual patient that she's working with. So you can't really mass produce them. I think that's kind of like the myth- mythology of hmm. the old glass eyeball, right? It was, it was one type, one size fits all. Like, here's your eye, here's your gold tooth, here's your wooden limb, right? But but it's really evolved past that, and the world of prosthetics is moving fast. And there is an art to creating them. She has an art degree in sculpture, and she wanted to do something that would allow her as an artist to really help people to serve people with her talents. Tell us about the Lego artist. You know, my sons played with Legos, but I'm not sure they were Picassos of any sort. You know, tell us about Andrew Grover 
uh, how he makes Lego versions of Rhode Island buildings, often neglected ones, right? Andrew Grover is really interested in changing the conversation around public buildings, particularly public schools. And he's very much looking at classism, as, as he says, why are some old buildings worth preserving for certain communities and, and others aren't? Like I'm talking about it a little more deeply even in this conversation than he did, but, but that is what he's getting at. Why are some buildings worth saving? Yeah, I remember he, he mentioned uh, at Brown University, they've got some tremendously old buildings that are used day in and day out at an Ivy League institution, but yet some of the public elementary schools in Providence are getting shut down because they're too old and they're not nearly as old. Right, right. absolutely. It struck me that he created a Lego model of the Carl Lauro Elementary School and Providence Public Schools just announced that it's going to be shutting that school down at the end of yeah. this school year. Do you think his model could uh, help save it? What, what, what did you make of that? Hmm. You know, that would really be a question for Andrew and also for people who know more about how, how those systems work than I do. But I would say it's really important that he's done it. I think it shows why his work is important and whether the building is preserved ultimately or not. There's a record by somebody in the community who said this mattered to me and I chose to create work around it to help preserve this narrative. I was also fascinated by the program you did about the glass float projects. So for right. those who don't know about it, explain what that is uh, entails. So Eben Horton and Jen Nock, they are glass artists and they are based in Wakefield at the glass station. Many years ago, Eben decided uh, he wanted to start a public art installation of sorts in which he would hide glass floats all over public spaces and land on Block Island for people to find. Nobody knew who was hiding them. So that's how the project started. Oh, it's been going on and it's gathered and gathered like a snowball going down a mountain, another round shape, right? It's gathered. Yeah, like yeah. That, just so many people. And how much attention did you get when you went out there with Eben to, uh, to place some of the glass floats? <laughs> a lot, a lot of attention. Uh, we also had cameras. So even people who didn't know his face were like, oh, that's a that's the glass float guy. Let's follow him. They, what's he got in his backpack? <laughs> um, you grew up in Rhode Island, but your work took you across the country to work on the West Coast. Now that you're back, what would you say is distinctive about Rhode Island's artist and its art scene? Huh. Well, it's funny, Steve. Um, Steve said something on your show last week about what was it Rhode Island is like, what did he say, the most diverse backlot or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Steve, Steve Feinberg from the yeah. Rhode Island Film and TV office said that uh, th this little state has the uh, the biggest backlot in the country or something <laughs> That's like what that. it was, like the littlest state with the biggest backlot yeah, in yeah. the country or something. And, and I feel like that about the arts community, right, because it's a small state with a lot of um, diversity in landscape, with a lot of diversity in population, and there's art and creativity happening based around geography, based around politics, based around RISD, you know, and, and it's all of it. And we have all of that right here in our state, and we're also working in Massachusetts and hopefully Connecticut, um, expanding a little bit more 
next year as well. Can you give us a preview of any of your other upcoming shows? Yes, actually, I'm filming a little bit tomorrow with a third generation retablista named Zuli Palomino Jimenez. She's from Peru. She learned from her mother, who learned from her father. Explain what that art is. They're like beautiful little secret boxes with the doors that you open to reveal little sculptures made of potato starch, and in this case, plaster as well, and brightly painted to depict narrative scenes uh, tied to religion sometimes, but also looking at themes that are specific to everyday life in the Ayacucho region of Peru. Has listening to all these artists talk about what art means to them expanded your definition? 100% it has, Ed. I can tell you honestly, um, I told you earlier I didn't think about my answer to what is art until I listened to all of these artists. And I find it expands my own idea of what art means to me by understanding what art and creativity mean and don't mean to such a broad population of artists and creators gives me goosebumps, honestly. It does. It's connection. You know, art is connection, too, for me, right? But hearing this helped me go deeper into that connection I have with the people I'm working with and understanding why it is that they do what they do. We look forward to your future connections. Tracy McDonald, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Rhode Island Report is a production of the Boston Globe in collaboration with Rhode Island PBS. Today's episode was produced by Megan Hall, Carlos Munoz, and Scott Hellman. Audio mixing and mastering by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Our music is from APM. And if you like the podcast, do us a favor. Follow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. See you next week. Looking to binge watch all your favorite PBS shows? You need Rhode Island PBS Passport, Masterpiece, Antiques Roadshow, Rhode Island PBS Weekly, and many more. Watch them all, anytime, and from any streaming device. Learn more about this member benefit at ripbs.org passport. That's ripbs.org passport.